Well, good morning. It is wonderful to have you all here this morning. Please join me as we begin our service by singing the doxology, which is found in the red hymnal number 549, the doxology. Do not let anyone deceive you with foolish words. It is because of these very things that God's wrath will come upon those who do not obey him. So have nothing at all to do with such people. You yourselves used to be in the darkness, but since you have become the Lord's people, you are in the light. So you must live like people who belong to the light. For it is the light that brings a rich harvest of every kind of goodness, righteousness, and truth. Try to learn what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with people who do worthless things that belong to the darkness. Instead, bring these out to the light. And when all things are brought up into the light, then their true nature is clearly revealed. For anything that is clearly revealed becomes light. That is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine upon you. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 247, God Rest, Ye Merry Gentlemen. Number 247, God Rest, Ye Merry Gentlemen. Oh, tidings of comfort. 
Thank you for singing with me. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious God, Lord, we have been uplifted by the music that we have heard, the hymn that we have sung, the scriptures that we have read, the prayers that we are offering to you right now. And Lord, as we come with our prayers, you know of the things that we've been searching for in our lives, the answers to questions that we have. And God, I would ask that as we come before you with those requests, that Lord, that we see your will for our lives, that we see the healing power and the miracles that you have for each and every one of us, according to your will and purpose. And God, many times we don't see those things that you do for us that's all around us, the many miracles that we share in that a lot of times we don't even consider them to be miracles, but yet, God, they are, and we praise you for that. And right now, Lord, as we come to you with our open hearts and minds, it is our prayer that the miracles that we do show to one another, that we can see them, that you would give us that understanding and that vision. And Lord, we pray for miracles in the lives of others and lives that we touch, of family members and of friends. We pray for the miracles of the patients that are throughout this medical center, of the staff that are working, of the family members that we'll be visiting. And Lord, you've called all of us to be part of those miracles. And God, I would ask that you would give us the strength and the wisdom to do those things that you want us to be, to show that light of your grace in our lives. And God, we praise you. And we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me. Amen. And you may be seated if you wish to be. Our next hymn is O Come All Ye Faithful. Number 255, O Come All Ye Faithful.
scripture reading this morning comes from 1 John chapter 1, beginning with verse 5. Now this is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light, and there is absolutely no darkness in him. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we are lying and not practicing the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Let us pray. God, we have been so blessed in your presence this morning through the act of worship that we have done together. And Lord, I would ask that you would help me continue that act of worship, that your words and your thoughts would be exactly that, your words and thoughts through me. Help me now, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. Well, it is wonderful to have you all here this morning. And the thing that I want to talk about that the Lord has been laying on my heart this week is understanding God's grace that he has for each and every one of us. And the scriptures are very clear on the fact that God wants us to embrace the grace that he has given us, the grace that he has shown to each and every one of us through his Son, Jesus Christ. The scriptures tell us that As we embrace God's grace, we find comfort, we find solace, we find peace. Within God's grace, the scriptures tell us that I am who I am, and it is because of God's grace that if there's any difference in me, it is because of that, because of God's grace. But how we know that we are walking in God's grace is whether you and I understand that as we go through our daily lives that we are to fellowship with him constantly. And that fellowship is walking in the truth representing by the light that we show to each other. The light that God wants us to have for each other. The truth that is a part of our lives. And part of it is to be able to identify for ourselves, as we have talked about before here, that you and I are no better than the other person. That all of the righteousness that we can try to accumulate truly is as filthy rags as the scriptures say. And here, as we have read this portion of scripture this morning, if we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. So don't deceive yourselves, and I should not deceive myself, but what I think is righteousness. Because all of us go through that process every day of struggling with different things, of trying to overcome our old self, and to try to be that new self in the light that God wants us to be, to try to stay away from the darkness and the shadows of darkness that just seems to follow At least it follows me. I don't know about you. 
the shadows of our past, the shadows that we are walking in in the present, the shadows that many times we fear in the future. And God tells us that we are to walk in the light and not in the dark. And the shadows that we walk with and that we are reminded of and that we fear the future is the shadows that we have of ourselves, the weakness and the vulnerabilities that we all know we have, our faults and our failures, the things that have been, the things that are, and the things that might be. But the scriptures tell us in all of those things that we walk in God's grace. And it is that light of God's grace that you and I are to embrace. The struggles that we have experienced, God wants us to embrace those things. Because they have been covered by God's grace. The light of God's grace has illuminated those things. They have been brought out of the darkness because of God's grace and they have been put into the light. And there we see the truth that God wants us to represent. The truth that God wants us to stand for. And within that truth, as we live each day, we are reminded that all of those struggles that we have had, the struggles that we are currently experiencing, the struggles that we will experience in the future, God wants us to welcome them. To welcome them. Because they are part of who we are. They are part of how you and I experience God through the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But yet many times when we look at those struggles, we say, God, how unfair they are, or that they were, or that they're going to be. And we have those feelings, we have those emotions. But God tells us, hey, you know what? Embrace who I am in you in Christ. Because there you will find that solace. There you will find the comfort that God wants each and every one of us to have. There you will find the acceptance that I believe each and every one of us is looking for. And it is because of God's grace that God accepts us who we are. I am what I am in God through Christ because that's how God has created me. Not because of the things that we have done or do or will do, but because of God's love for us and being His creation, being one of His sons and daughters, He embraces us in that. The other day as I was walking down one of the hallways here, a gentleman was wearing a t-shirt and on the back of his t-shirt it said, I've had my DNA tested. God is my father and all veterans are my brothers and sisters how appropriate that is and I actually said well I like your t-shirt and I didn't think he heard me because he was like about 10-15 feet ahead of me and I just said wow I like that t-shirt and he actually heard me and he turned around and said thank you very much he knew exactly what I was talking about. That I've had my DNA tested and that God is my Father and that all veterans are my brothers and sisters. Wow. 
What a truth there. That's even good enough for a separate sermon. (laughs) But how God tests us, if you will, is by how we understand and perceive His grace for us. That is God's DNA. His spiritual DNA. It's accepting the God's light for us within our daily lives as we walk by grace, as we walk by faith, as we walk not by sight. But I don't know about you, but many times when I think about that, I say, God, you know, there have been so many times that I walked by faith, but yet things did not work out the way that I wanted them to. The things that I was hoping for, the things that I wish could have been, should have been, might have been. And when I think about that, I say, God, did you let me down in those circumstances? There's part of me that says, yes, God, you disappointed me. You didn't answer my prayers. I took a step out in faith, and God, it did not happen the way that I wanted it to happen. And look at me now. But then when I think about the truth that needs to be in my life, the representation of God's grace shown by that light of that truth in terms of how I live my life, I have to say that God did answer my prayers. Not in the way that I wanted, not in the way that I expected. But I stand before you today an answer to God's prayers. Even though maybe I wanted something else, I desired something else, I wanted to be somebody else, but yet God has answered my prayers. Because I would not change anything that is in my life right now. doesn't mean that I still don't want certain things and don't desire certain things. That's part of who I am. But yet I can stand before you and say, as I walk in God's grace, I have to say thank you, God, for not answering my prayers. For not allowing me to get into the way of your plan that you have for me. And that includes all of my mistakes. That includes all the things that I have done wrong. That includes all of my sins. That includes all of my unrighteousness. God still used all of those things. He still used the darkness in my life to bring light to others. And perhaps for you this morning... Maybe a lot of times when you think of the things in your life that you consider darkness, you ask yourself the question, how can God be using that? And somehow I have to say to you, God is. I can't answer the whys about that. I can't give you a prediction as to what the outcome is going to be. But somehow God is using my darkness, and I believe he's using your darkness to be in the light. And when I think about all the things that I have done wrong in my life, the darkness that I have been in, 
I want to say thank you to that God because it is because of that darkness, because of those shadows, that you gave me direction and purpose even though I did not understand. And even though today I still don't understand many things. But yet I would not trade it for where I am today because I know that where I am today is because God wants me to be here. And it doesn't mean that I try to do different things. I throw out some fleeces, you know, like Gideon. Hey God, if this truly is your will, do this. God, if this is truly your will, do that. Now the scriptures say that we are not to try and test God foolishly. But there is a part of me that just needs some kind of confirmation, affirmation that, God, I am where you want me to be. God, I just, sometimes, I don't know. But yet God gives me those moments in time when I am listening to him, that he says, yes, I have you where I want you to be. Look around you. Look at the lives that you are influencing. Looking at how those lives are influencing you. And we do that with each other. In fact, on social media this morning, I was flipping through it and I saw the scripture verse about how iron sharpens iron. And how we come in contact with each other and we sharpen each other in our faith and our hope that we have in Christ. And that's what happens when we come and worship together. One of the things that we do is we sharpen each other. We lift each other in prayer. We worship with each other. You take the time out from your day to come on this Sunday morning in this chapel and to listen to Lynn play the piano and what a beautiful and wonderful job that she does. And you take the time to come and hear me preach. That is an act of faith. And I thank you for coming, because obviously you've heard me preach before, and you keep on coming back. So somehow God and the power of the Holy Spirit in my life, he is using that. And that's how important you are in the eyes of God. It's not about a numbers thing. And when I think about the times that we have in the chapel, and I think about the numbers that we may or may not have, it does not matter. I am so thankful when people come and worship with me because we do sharpen each other. We do bless each other. We do lift each other up. We do show each other in a very powerful way the little miracles that God is working in our lives as we work together to walk in Christ, to experience the light of God's grace for each and every one of us. And as we begin the Christmas season, as we sing some Christmas hymns, as I have the nativity scene out, and there's a history behind that nativity scene, it just reminded me of different Christmases that I've had here. And one of the things I do since I've been here we always have service on Christmas Day. It's a tradition. Regardless of who is ever here, we have a service on Christmas Day. And I can't think of a better way as we begin this season in terms of understanding what Christ did for us to talk about the light of God's grace. To understand how much that is a truth within ourselves each day 
365 days a year. It's part of who we are. The light of Christ that we see. Because we take God's grace and we make it a part of our lives. And we truly do understand it and rejoice as we walk in the truth, as we admit to ourselves, as we go before God of our, all of our imperfections, all of the things, God, that we want to bring out that have been in darkness and we want to put it in light. And as we put it in light, all of a sudden, things are brought to illumination for us. Illumination of the power of the Spirit in God, in Christ. Illumination about the hope that God wants us to have the faith that he wants us to have, the miracles that perhaps we can be a part of, the miracles yet that God wants to show and demonstrate in our lives. And maybe you have had that experience where the light of God's grace was there and it was shown around a lot of people and because of different circumstances within your life, that light may not be there as it once was. But yet God says, you know what? That light has always been there. Let it shine. Let it shine in your life. Let it walk in the life that God wants us to walk in, in that light. Understanding that as we walk with God, we stop deceiving ourselves. When we walk with God, we truly see the truth that we have, that we represent in Christ. And because we have that truth, we find ourselves trusting God. And because we are trusting God, we embrace the whole idea of faith. And with faith comes that hope. And with all of those things, we truly see within God what it is to be his follower in Christ. So is my hope and prayer as we begin this Christmas season that we truly understand that you and I, have been illuminated by the light of Christ because of what he done for us on the cross. And because of what he's done for us on the cross, it is the truth that God wants to live in each and every one of us. And it all begins by us always being honest and open with God about all the things that we are doing. And to bring those things out into the light that may be in the shadows, that may be in darkness. And God lets us see the true value of what we're doing. The value of those things that we should not be doing and the value of those things that we should be doing because we desire to walk in the truth of God's grace in that light. Amen. Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for communion as we publicly get a wonderful opportunity to just say, God, hey, you know what? Thank you for your grace. And we take the elements of communion just to publicly identify with the fact that we want that light to show in our lives. Let us pray. Gracious God, we are so thankful that you just want us to walk in that light of your grace. God, forgive us when we have felt that we have nothing to confess, that we have nothing wrong in our lives, that we have not committed any sins against you. 
But you remind us how foolish it is for us to have those thoughts. Forgive us, God, for our sins, for our unrighteousness. But Lord, we desire to walk in the light. And we desire that all things in our lives be brought out into the light. Because God, it is there when we can see you're working in our lives. God, I thank you for this time of communion that we have, that we can share together, that we can lift each other up through worship by communion and by the iron that sharpens iron that reminds us that all of us are confessing our sins before you and that you accept us and that you love us just the way we are. In Christ's name, amen.